I want to thank ReviewBiz for sponsoring today's episode. By the way, did you know that reviews are today's digital word of mouth? It's also one of the most valuable business and marketing assets you have. If you're not maximizing your review strategy, then ReviewBiz platform can help you. Let ReviewBiz inspire your members to give you your first five reviews for only $1. To get started, just go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try. You can't go back in time. Everything happens literally for the reasons why they actually happen. One of the things that I, you know, I live by is having a solid foundation and understanding the past in order to be effective more in your future. So like, I don't dwell in the past. I just go forward and understanding in a forgiven heart, you can be good. Welcome to another great episode of the Gym Owners Growth Zone podcast, the show designed to help gym owners improve and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Andres Escobar, and I'm so grateful to have you join us today. Today, we have two remarkable figures in the fitness industry. You gotta meet Samuel Brown, a 20-year-old from Washington Township, New Jersey, who is the proud co-owner of Supreme Body Training. He has nine years of training under his belt and has a background in track and field as well as football. Samuel's passions for fitness ignited at a young age due to his love for competing and joining him today is also Mark Samuel with six years of gym owner experience, more than a decade to the fitness domain and together they're set to leave a profound impact on the world of fitness and training. If this is your first time listening to our show, please consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing this episode with someone whom you think will enjoy it. As we dive into this episode, listen to how Mark and Sam give some cutting edge ideas of transforming the world of healthcare and fitness. Welcome again to the show, Gym Owners Grow Zone. We want to thank you guys for showing up and being here listening to us. Today, we have Mark and Sam, and they co-own a gym together, and we're so happy to have you guys here. Thank you for coming on. And, you know, we know a little bit, or I know a little bit about you guys. We actually met really briefly. We've had times to connect and stuff, but the audience might not know who you are and, and how you got to become a gym owner and working together. So if you guys could share with us, you know, there's people out there thinking about becoming partners and that world. I think this would be a great idea for you guys to share a little bit. What do you guys can help us out with? Mark, do you want to go or you want me to take the cake? I can start off. I got, you know, throw it up. I'll take it. All right. Perfect. There you go, Sam. You know what? I'll direct it because I'll be a a better leader here. I'll direct it to the question and that'd be great. Awesome. Thanks, Sam. So basically how we've became, you know, I know a lot of gym owners out there that do the gym thing by themselves. But for me and Mark, we've had an interesting story. When I first met Mark, I was a janitor at a local gym in our local town. And, you know, you know, Mark's a little young, you know, black don't crack. But let me tell you, Mark's 40. He's 40. Okay. (laughs) 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, so, that's for sure. But, you know, I got like a 15 year difference from him. So, you know, when we first met, I was learning a lot from him. I was a janitor. I was trying to become a personal trainer. I just got certified at this gym. So I was a janitor just looking around, always trying to find like the tips, the tricks of what to do with a client, what to build up with the client, you know, build that retention. And from that time, me and Mark became friends. We clicked off. Actually, Mark will probably bring the story up, so I'll do it too. We did a little assessment. He did a, his, my first ever personal training assessment. And for any gym owner, you know, you go through the rundown of seeing their physical strengths, their weaknesses, their range of motion. Yep. First time I met Mark, he ran me through the wire. Had <laughs> I was sore for like two days. He was like, so you want to sign up for training? I was like, listen, man, I'm the janitor. I'm working here. Where are you guys located again? <laughs> We're located in South Jersey. Top so Jersey. the Washington yeah. Township, Gloucester County region. Yeah. And also in our other location, we're in Vineland, New Jersey. But when we met, we were in South Jersey in the Gloucester region. But, you know, the relationship that me and Mark grew from that was I understood that he was on his grind, becoming a personal trainer, trying to be the top of his game. And I was working my way up to become that personal trainer. From my experience back then, I was only a coach for a track and field team. I just got done coaching that team. So I was just trying to figure it out. I was 19 years old at that time. So, you know, the universe works in perfect ways. So we aligned. And after that, I continued on with my education and got my degree. Actually, I was actually going to get my degree. And Mark went on to another facility and started moving on his path to be the personal trainer. And, and during that time, it was fun. So take it. <laughs> when it comes to where we came from, this was a fun start. So yeah, Sam was definitely a, a janitor. He was good at what he did, but it was a lot of politics that went around in that gym. And that gym owner didn't really know how to run an actual business, which was the reason why he was ousted. When I got into the actual field, I wanted to be a personal trainer. And my skill set was the artist. I wanted to be the artist. I wanted to be the, the person that was the inventor. I didn't know that really I was supposed to be the innovator. And I, I fell in love with sales. I love the sales. I love the concept of sales, which basically led me into the hands of LA Fitness. And when I got to LA Fitness, this young lad over here, Sam, was basically, you know, working at, you know, a car wash. And once I ran back into him, because we always stay connected, like I would call him, I don't know, I was in my 30s. He was like 20 something or whatever like that. I just saw a lot in him, like the drive and determination. He had little eye of the tiger thing going on. Right. Hunger. Uh, Man, hunger is a big deal. He was hungry. So, you know, he was going to school at the time. So I wound up hiring him against LA Fitness practices because, you know, in LA Fitness, you're not allowed to really hire, you know, uh, college students for full-time positions besides them being like a personal trainer, but not putting them in like a manager role. And that's what I did. Wow. And he did really good. Added. You guys met at LA Fitness or you guys met outside of LA Fitness? No, the previous oh, gym that I mentioned. Another, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. That. And you mentioned, Mark, that he was ousted. The gym owner was ousted. Like he was like, like there was uh, the crew. Like, oh, yeah. So, the, so his name was, it's relevant. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but he basically, he, so he had an actual gym and he had multiple locations. And he was selling it. So him and his father, they do really good with, they, they were doing at the time a lot of real estate and a lot okay. of commercial real estate. They own several gyms, like big box gym locations. But the okay. problem was they didn't understand that when you have these gyms, you're not supposed to sell them. 
They sold their gym to another gym and then signed some weird contract saying that they couldn't open up any gyms in like a 20 or 25 mile radius, which basically hurt their gym. The gym changed the name and that was what it was. It was called Active Fitness. And we had another gym called Future Fitness and they kind of went under too. But Future Fitness bought out his gym and Active Fitness was there with like literally only one location left. And he thought that where he was at, people would support him. But what happened was with multiple gyms and other places opening up, people are like wanting to have a little shiny toy. You do one thing that pisses them off. And LA Fitness has so many different amenities. They have swimming pools and basketball courts and things as far as the eye can see. Right. So they were like, you know what? We're going to take this thing and, and they canceled the membership. And I was only there for about a month, literally. But I got a chance to really understand because when I got there, man, that man was only paying me $150 a week. But I was at the point where I was desperate. I wanted to take anything. I was taking the bus. I was driving. I was in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Traveling an hour and a half to get to this actual place. And I wind up, you know, getting a job there, but I wasn't making much money. I had to go around. And this is where I learned the floor pull technique, going up to people and pulling them and getting them to, you know, work out with me, building up value and then winding up signing up. I did really good with that. And but, you know, he didn't good. really want to pay me. So I like that. <laughs> I, yeah. you know I don't mean? think that happens enough. Yeah. What did you call it? The the whirlpool? It's, no. it's called floor pulling. Floor pull. So on the floor and you pull. So I yeah. wind up honing that technique in LA Fitness. I actually got good at it. So for gym owners or personal trainers that are out there, if you guys want to really be effective, what you do is you go up to the front desk girl, right? You move her to the side and say, hey, just go ahead and uh, do something. I, I got you. I'll do your job for you a second. Uh -huh. You just take key tags. And then you just literally scan them in. You take the key, you take the key scanner, you just move it back towards you and you just grab people's keys and you scan it and then you give it back to them. What I do is I grab their keys and I ask, what type of workout are we doing? And I just spark up a conversation. You can't run for me because I got your keys. Right. <laughs> so that I would just right. take you and then I literally would take you on the floor, kill you and then bring you over to my desk and sign you up. I literally would sign people up in like 45, 55 minutes with this. I perfected the floor pull in LA Fitness. That's fire. I appreciate that because I don't think it's done enough, man. And then you, this opportunity that you got to take advantage of where? Seize the moment. Carpe diem. Seize the day. It's unfortunate, but it's a lot of gym owners and it's a lot of entrepreneurs that don't really have the will, power, or understanding or lack of knowledge that when you hire a personal trainer, you're hiring an artist. That doesn't necessarily mean that they know how to sell. That's like a music artist. That doesn't mean they know how to market. That doesn't mean that they know how to sell. So you have to find those people that can go in that can actually do the actual sales and also do the marketing as well. Yeah. And that's where a but, lot of gym owners, unfortunately, they fall victim to because they don't know how to sell a market. Well, they have to know what they're showing. And we talked about this in the show before is that we have to, have to know their stone of genius. You know, maybe yeah. it's not the the sales. Maybe it's not the marketing. Maybe it's the programming. Maybe, all right. So you got to make sure your programming is tight, is real yeah. tight. Absolutely. And that's it. That's one thing that Sam basically learned later on. I mean, he got a degree in exercise science, but he's perfected the art of selling. And that's one of the things that he did. So. It just made it a lot better. 
It's really important to know the art of selling because when you are building up value with the person, you're creating that no like and trust factor. And what you're doing is you're opening up that person because you're dealing with either emotional or logical purchases. So when you're meeting a person and they're trying to figure out if this thing works for them, you have to tap into their emotional side because it's not a logic that they're dealing with. They're dealing with emotions. So once you're able to really figure that out, you're good to go. Good, good, good. And to follow up on it, because we were talking about partnerships and everything, I always will highly recommend anybody, if you're in this business and you know you have somebody that you can relate to, partnership's always a good way. You could do it solo. But you know, for me, just talking to the kids that are younger, looking to be an entrepreneur or even the older, having that mentor or having somebody that you can bump heads, have that creative space is always good to push the goal to forward. Me and Mark are about 15 years apart, like I said. And, you know, I have a young energy where I'm thinking about other perceptions of the world, what we can do for training, different ideas. Mark's coming in from, hey, I remember back when we used to do it like this. Let's tweak it. And, you know, our ideas evolve. So if anybody's looking, bro. I said, I did very not nicely, say old. Though. See? He did it very nicely. Very over. I love being old, by the way, Mark. I love my grays. I what? think don't value the oldness. I, I'm like. I'm putting you off, but but it's it's true though. Like, listen, hey, listen, yeah, I got experience. I think the age is key, you know, because sometimes sometimes you could get that person that's older that just hey, they had that one miss, and you know they're able to correct the youth, and that one little adjustment steers them into the finish line. And you know, I think a lot of people in our generation are afraid to either appreciate ideas or you know at least think of them, having that passion. And I think honestly, sometimes you just have to humble yourself get into that conversation and find the older person or younger person or ever somebody's going and reach for it. So when partnerships, definitely look into that. If you could do it by yourself, at least find yourself a mentor that could get you to even get some tools. Like Mark can tell you, I'm a sponge. That means anybody I talk coachable. to, coachable. I want to get, I want to get everything. I want to figure out what you're doing. How are you succeeding? What's making the people go to you? So Key of the business is being that sponge. Always soak up as much positive energy and then distribute it out. I've heard it said from the old and or the wise, it's like, listen, that idea seems new to you. I had that idea 20 years ago. I forgot about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's absolutely true. Absolutely true. You know? So yeah, guys, I mean, this life, this roller, this thing that I call a roller coaster goes ups and downs. And you guys can really appreciate that. And In your life, in your track, Mark, I'm going to ask a question to you is, what guardrails do you have? What keeps you on track moving forward to the goal that you see before you? What's something you can help us with? So one of the things that basically keeps me solid is having a solid foundation. So when you have a solid foundation, the number one thing you have to do is you have to build, which is add on to life in a civilized manner, or you have to destroy the weak things. The weak foundations, because you can't build foundations on an actual weak foundation. So you have to take as much as you can as far as knowledge. And when you have the basic, the things in life that come your way, you know what to add and you know what to actually subtract. So it's important to really understand how to create and also destroy. So you're building and you're destroying. Simple. I love it. Yeah, because you could build on a weak foundation, but it's just not going to last forever. Right? It's not going to, how tall are you going to build that building? Not really. If you're lucky to even get it off the ground, like you said, you can't really build. Like you put the plan before it. And so, strong foundation. That's good. 
And that goes with anything. That's basically business. That goes with actual relationships. A lot of the times we have the things that we have. So let me just give you like a prototype. So, you know, if you're out there, you're young, you know, if you're a male or you're a female, you go into a relationship, you find a person, but you're good at business. Listen, there's businesses that have been destroyed because of a weak foundation in a relationship that a person does. Because if you divorce, you're paying half. You know, you have to understand that there is a lot of resentment that comes later on because a lot of us just want to strive and do better. So you have to watch where you land and watch who you build with, because if you end up with the wrong person, then you create resentment. And then when resentment basically comes in, that's when you're cheating. That's when you're dealing with infidelity. That's where you're, you know, messing up your relationship. So as an entrepreneur, you have to almost hire and fire people as well. One of the good things that I got to and what led me to have a good wife and have a good family and things like that was the ability to know when I was in a bad relationship and navigate and get out of it because I was doing really great. You know what I'm saying? Working in a corporate gym, making a hundred thousand a year. And when I had my relationships that were good and bad, you know, I knew how to get out of it and basically start a brand new one. And that was it. I treat relationships like I treat numbers, like sales, sets, show, and close. So my sets, how many dates can I get on, right? How many impressions can I make? How many, you know, how many shows, how many shows come in? How many actual dates that I go on? And how many closes? How many relationships do it, work with? And that's it. It's just numbers. That's it. is a beautiful word to hear when you're scoring on the soccer field. This last World Cup was won by Argentina because of one important player. Yeah, you got it. It was the goalie. He secured the win for the team. And in the same way, ReviewBiz platform will catch negative reviews before they go online. In addition, it helps you score and promote fresh new reviews so you can crush the competition. So don't let those big box gyms take your clients. ReviewBiz will help you build your online presence and turn your own members into your best sales reps. Get your first five reviews for only $1. All you got to do is go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try to get started. Now, life is also a challenge and there's obstacles that we have and then we encounter in business, in personal, obviously, uh, what were some of the things that, this is Sam for you, what are some of the things that you were able to overcome? And if you could share with us a little bit about what you did and how you overcame it. So anybody that has ever opened a business, it's a sacrifice. You have to take a lot of, you know, a lot of doubt, a lot of critics, a lot of people are going to tell you that it might not be the move. You know, for me personally, one of my hardest things, and I love you, mommy, love you to death. But one of the hardest things was when you go to your parent or anybody talking to them about, hey, this is what I want to do. I just graduated from college. When I was graduating from school, got my degree in exercise science, I was going into occupational therapy next. That was the next move. Or, you know, young, naive, I was like, oh, I could always be a gym teacher, wear the shorts and have a fun time being a track coach. But going and working at LA Fitness, you know, my entrepreneur side, came out more, more of my creative side. So after I graduated and having those conversations with my parents and, you know, talking to them about going into a business and not having that safe foundation, 
not having the security of health insurance and all that stuff. That was one of the obstacles. And, you know, it was a sacrifice. I, Mark, you remember the days we were on the oodles and noodles, <laughs> pot pie life. I don't think your entrepreneurship kicked in until we actually got into the actual building. Because we were just going, we were going through the motions. We were just, we were drinking the Kool-Aid. We were working in the corporation. We were literally corporate guys. I was coming in, like I enforced stuff. We went through, we we did what we had to do. Yeah, now, well, once we left, and this was funny because I was a director, all right, at one location and Sam got promoted as a director in another location. And I would see Sam in meetings. Somehow one of my trainers that I got close with he got drunk at a bar and saw Sam because they're all like, you know, they kind of travel in the same stuff. He's like, yo, man, we're about to start a new gym and it's great. And, da, 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 and Mark. Da, da. So one day he comes up to me and he was like, because I told myself, I said, listen, if I don't bonus this month, I'm leaving the company because the problem with the company, LA Fitness, I mean, was, they're a great company, but the problem was there was too many moving parts and they didn't know how to actually change and evolve. So their old model was simple. It's like almost like multi-level marketing, but everybody's employees. A person signs up, you ask that person, do you have five people that would like to you know, sign up with you? That's the best way of getting more people. And you call those people and you have a quota. You have to make 80 phone calls a day. So there was a membership side and it was a personal training side. I'm on the personal training side. So I have to depend on memberships to actually sell. So what happened was I had to get into a space and I had to figure out exactly what worked best for me because I can't, dep- I, you know, there were some days we had to depend on memberships. And if they didn't bring in enough members, then, you know, we can't eat. There was also the bonus route where you had to penetrate you know, one out of 10 members, then, you know, they would literally in order to have a meeting, they'll say, hey, man, you know, we have a great way now for you to bonus. Da, 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 da. And now it's one out of five. You're like, wait a minute. You walk away from the meeting. You're like, wait a minute. This just got harder. So anytime you figured out how to bonus, they moved the goalposts. And you'd have to figure out how to do it again. So one month it was like I was just tired of it. We have another business partner, too. It's three of us. So once I figured that out, I said, man, you know what? I am done. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to find me, you know what I'm saying, a place. I found a location. We got into the space. And then my drunk trainer basically told Sam, Sam comes to me during a meeting and he was like, hey, did you, you guys got a place? I'm like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Pyong just walked away. <laughs> but then somehow, oh, he came to my location one night. And then what happened was he wind up, I wind up taking him to the spot. And Sam turned around and he said, yo, I'm out. I'm leaving. We're opening up this space right here. I want in. And then from there, we basically just been inseparable. Oodles and noodles for sure. We had to, you know, sign up people, bring people because we wanted to be ethical. We didn't want to, you know, steal their, uh, their clientele and their customers. So we got it out the mud. We would walk around. We would fly up people's cars. We would walk around a park. We would stand in Walmart. We signed people up. We would pass out business cards everywhere. And we slowly got a hold of the community. Then these, you know, Facebook ads start to appeal more. Oh no, before Facebook ads, we actually were you just slide it in people's DMs. We would send people sure. Facebook messages all <clears throat> we would send people Facebook messages all throughout 2017 to 2018. We literally signed up over 60 people in one month just through DMs. Don't forget the marketplace trick. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. He found, he discovered Facebook Marketplace. Facebook so Marketplace, he, yeah. Yeah, he's discovered Facebook Marketplace. People would like explain the marketplace. I don't even so remember. So when we first started, yeah, listen, I up, went, listen up, guys. When the Facebook Marketplace just got popping, I think it was like 2017 that just started. They didn't like optimize it and, you know, separate a lot of your ads. So I don't think now you can really post a lot of business related things on Facebook. I think you have to move it in the different stores. It could only be products before we, we did service. Yeah. So at that time, I was posting pictures of clients or me, you know, cheering a client on. You'd see me like, yeah, or somebody's doing push ups or something. And I would just put zero dollars personal training assessment. Message if you, you want to know more information. And I would always get like 10 or 15 people. Some would come in, some would not. But that was just the easiest little trick that we were using. And we know we would put it in different locations. So I would have one in my Sewell location that would space out to 15 mile radius. But then I'd have one in Williamstown that would space out. So I was dominating that whole space. So I was getting people to come to me. This before we opened up our other location, right? Yes, this was right before. This was like a a year before. Then we discovered Facebook ads and it was all she wrote. Yeah. Are you guys thinking of doing a third third location? Talk about obstacles. We think about it from time to time. Okay. You know, one thing I've noticed a, a lot of people are talking about is, you know, finding that champion inside your gym to be the driver, the force to be able to, to because if you're not there, you're the, the owner. If you're not there, who's driving the train, right? Somebody has to. So handing off those keys somebody that's going to take the ra- the helm is super important. So I don't know if you guys have, have thought about that or you call it drivers, but there's different levels. If we use the animal kingdom, let's call it the tiger, let's call it the horse, or let's call it the dog. Those are the only three type of employees that you'll ever meet. The dog is someone that you have to pet, but there's strong dogs. There's big St. Bernards, there's pit bulls, right? There's dogs that you have to respect. But however, a dog, if you don't feed them, they will basically turn on you, right? Then you have horses. Horses are very strong. They're very self-sufficient. In a way, they can bring you from point A to point B. They're very strong. You got to bring them to water. You have to maintain them. And if they don't work, you got to take the horse out in the back. And tigers now? Tigers, you you don't have to do anything with a tiger. The tiger will look at you in the eye and say, hey, man, I got this. I'm fine with that. We're trying to look for skilled A players. But the problem is for so many years, Eight players have not come into the actual games. So we discovered that you don't really need eight players necessarily. The only thing you need is actual just a good system. So if you create a good systems and put those in place, anybody, even if they're at 50 or 60 percent mediocre, they would actually do what they're supposed to do. And that's it. We just need the actual systems, the actual work. And that's basically how it works, because, I mean, eight players, you're going to you're going to lose a lot of you know, margin as far as profit. Yeah. The systems, the SOPs are the foundations, really. If you really want to build that big building, that system has to be in place well. So it's good. Listen, and the next question is, we, we have questions. And if you guys want to like double tap, double double click, it's all good. I'll ask one, but we, we can continue roll. And so the next question I have for you guys is, you know, the fitness industry, we're aware of it. We know things aren't always peachy cream. So what is something that you see that needs to change right now? If I give you a magic wand, what are you going to tap on to change? What is that? So the fitness industry is designed exactly the way it's designed. I tell people all the time, it's almost like a car. If you want to do the keto, 
if you want to go to Planet Fitness, if you want to join Herbalife. There's no difference in anything that you do, because at the end of the day, as long as you're doing something, you're doing something. The fitness industry, I feel like they need a little bit more of uh, regulation when it comes to you know some of the practices. I feel like one of my mentors, he has a, he was an assistant athletic director in Drexel. He was actually one of my mentors. He taught me a lot about exercise science, really understanding what he wanted to do. Um, and he advocated a lot that in order to be a personal trainer, you had to actually have a license. Like there would have to be a license instead of a right. certification. I mean, that's epic right there. But if I had a magic wand to basically change things, it's not necessarily about, I guess it would be about the more of the awareness of helping people really change because it's not really about necessarily us as fitness people because we know what we have to do. I'm not going to bash any type of gym or outfit or open space because if you're going in there and you're working out and you're exercising, even if it's by yourself and you don't need a personal trainer, listen, more power to you. Some people are good with it. Some people are not. You know what I mean? Personal trainer was created by Jack LaLanne and Jack LaLanne saw the concept and understood. You guys can watch my YouTube video on it, Supreme Body TV. I go into the history of big box gyms. At the end of the day, Jack LaLanne, the father of fitness in this, this country, he saw and understood the concept and he created such a great actual space that the first gym was called Jack LaLanne, which rolled into Holiday Spa, which rolled into Bally's Total Fitness and LA Fitness bought Bally's. You know what I mean? And that's where we are today. I see nothing wrong with it. They're the giants. And then you also have, you know, Planet Fitness is out there and Gold's Gym and all those other spots out there. Do what you have to do. I would change the actual, you know, the science of what's going on with, with people and their illnesses. That's the real issue. It's the diabetes. It's the high blood pressure. It's the high cholesterol. It's really having more of a connection with the doctors instead of trying to give them medication. Instead, them being affiliated with gyms and pointing people in the right direction and influencing people to actually join into the gym and maybe give those doctors some sort of incentive because what's going on right now is that the pharmaceutical companies are influencing the actual doctors to push on the medication and yeah. that's it they're being they're paid to keep people sick well if they were being paid to keep people well that might be a different story right pay into the thing that you want so that's interesting yeah I, actually our first guest our first episode was with jeff jeff skeen and he has a, a business model where he connects the doctors with the gyms. And so it becomes like a prescription. Go over to the gym and go meet a trainer. And then that becomes part of the, the whole plan. It's pretty cool. But yeah, it definitely needs to be changed. 100%, 100%. I can't agree with you even more. So one question before we go into our fast five is, I'll shoot this over to Sam, is what would you say that has inhibited your growth to get where you're at? What is something that you would say, hey, if I could just remove this part of my journey, that would be there much faster. Or what would be something that you would have added sooner because you, when you had it, you're like, boom, growth happened. What's something for you, Sam? I think always, no matter what, when it comes to this business, it's about the team. You know, I think sometimes I wish I had more of a stronger team, people that would be on, have each other's back with the growth of personal training. I have good trainers, great roster. 
But that's sometimes the thing that I feel like I miss. Sometimes you don't have that good number two or number three there that can really feel the energy of what you want to bring to the table. You know, nobody has the same as that car as you. You guys can have millions of things alike, but there's that one thing that you don't have. And sometimes I just wish I had that. Just one more person I would understand my empathy of the game. And, you know, something that Mark was talking about with fitness, I always feel like fitness should be a lifestyle, not just personal training. So I've always wished that fitness is from the start, from your childhood, from soon you walk, you should be at least practicing some kind of form of fitness and health and education. Because if you don't, it creates a long lasting issues. So for me, like I was talking about earlier is with occupational therapy, that was something I wanted to do to just help people's day in a life. But that's something that I wish we could change in the personal training world is if we're able to impact more of the youth. So we're not getting these clients that aren't physically active, you know. I just wanted to mention that in that last question. Yeah, so you got two. Oh, gotcha. So you're double tapping on that. Thing. I had to hit I that with you. the one too. I had to. <laughs> the last question. Got it, got it. Okay, cool, cool. But I just had no, to follow because I was like, wait, before? because that's- So bring in teams into the environment much faster. And then for the what needs to be changed in the fitness world is focus more on the kids. Get the kids moving sooner and faster. Yes, because, you know, I think we've always had the gym class. We always, you went to gym. But I feel like it wasn't promoted or pledged upon sure. with people. You guys know when you're in high school, you got sweatpants on. Hey, guys, let's go around. You're probably walking. If they have a track, you're walking around the track. Or you have the people that aren't even exercising. I wish that we have more of an impact at a younger age. So we're not getting people that are 40 years old and are acting like they can't do a push-up anymore. Or they're like, man, I haven't done a form or an exercise in five or 10 years. Like. It has to get instilled, you know? It's like reading, right? We read when we're in school, but hey, when we leave school, are we, are we still reading or not? We're not moving that muscle, right? But the strongest people are the ones that are reading, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing that we have to twist in our in our error. You know, while we're here on this earth, that's something that I wish we could just change to get people to understand that this is just a lifestyle. If you're not going to do this, you're not going to make it, you know? We want to make sure you're happy, feeling good, waking up in the morning not feeling stiffness, feeling positive. And if you do feel stiffness, you at least have the foundation to recover. I love it. And also, just to piggyback off of that, is that you have a world right in front of you, the people right right around you. You know, more is caught than is taught. We like to say around here, and I'm sure you guys heard that. It's so important to just be that light, that light that you shine. You guys have it. You guys have it. You got to be that light so people can see, oh, man. What's Mark and Sam doing? Like, oh, damn, okay, I, I got to catch up. People see me doing the podcast. like, I want to do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, you should do a podcast. Let's go. What do you need? How can I help you? Let's do it. So, so important, man. Be that light that you, you, you see needs to happen in the world. So talk about light. I'm about to go lightning speed. We have a fast five, guys. So we have, I'll ask the question. And what we'll do is like, Mark, you'll answer. Sam, you'll answer. So just give me your quick answers and then we'll go to the next one. So first question is, who is an influential person or people in your business journey? Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone, okay. Sam? Mark and Grant Cardone. Oh, Mark. Okay, all right, here we go. Cool, next one. What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your business, Mark? One thing I wish I would have known was basically that the journey is, is for a long, longer term. It's more like being a parent than an actual 
than something short term. Having a business is like having a baby. You have no idea what you're doing. So that's it. Yeah, that's true. Cool. Sam? Yeah, I could piggyback off that a little bit. You know, I think for me, I was so focused as being an owner, but I was a trainer first. Now I'm more of the owner can train, you know, and that was one thing that I wish I learned when I was first getting in there because I would have planted the team a little more and created that foundation. But we did it. We did it. But if I could have did it five years ago, totally would have did it like that. <laughs> nice. Like it. Then the next question is, what's the book, podcast, blog? or a media you recently consumed that's positively impacted you? Mark? I, man, listen, I, I read a so lot. So many. I've read over 1,500 books. I mean, I've, I've kind of put down the books right now. I mean, one book that comes up to my mind is The Kabbalion. If you guys the understand The Kabbalion, if you understand the seven hermetic principles, that basically will, that will change your life because it puts you into a degree of understanding and uh, keys open up doors, master keys. Like it. Yeah, check it out. Cool. Sam? All right. So Mark already knows I'm going to give two shout outs. Um, Ray Lewis, growing up, I was the biggest Baltimore Ravens fan. Ray Lewis had a lot of inspiration when he brought to the field and passion. I read one of his books that I forgot the name of, but I think it was like Life Goes On. And it was just another way of that motivation and ambition. And also for me, I would listen to his podcast. If you ever have that free time, definitely listen to Ray Lewis's podcast. Cool. If you've seen him before a game, you understand how he preaches okay. on his podcast. So it was Love a good it. motivation. And also for me, I like reading the 50 Laws of Power. This is actually a book that was read, made by Curtis Jackson. But it was um, an evolution of the laws of power of understanding business and people's reactions and to stuff. So I read that book, too just because it helps you position yourself in some conversations with people. You know, you can see people's perspectives and it helps you out a lot. Love it. Thanks guys for sharing there. And then the next question is, what's your favorite online tool, Mark? Favorite online tool would be ChatGPT. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say ChatAI. <laughs> somebody, so, somebody was saying that earlier. I had another episode and, and we were talking about that. He's like, oh, but then he gave me something else. Like, that's, that's cheating. So, Mark, that's cheating. Give me something no, else. So, I like my CRMs and I like Google Drive. I like to be able to utilize spreadsheets properly. What CRM are you using, um, Mark? So, we use a number of them. So, we use uh, Wellness Living and we also use Trainerize. So, Trainerize basically works really good for- I talked to those guys, Trainerize. They're yeah, cool. kind of getting accountability and all those type of things with it. AI is, is good. There's all different types of AI. Sure. Video editing for AI. There's a number of things, but one two, one two, one two. We got, we got, we got. <laughs> we yeah, go forever. Back. Sam, you good or you? Uh, I was gonna say Mark? chat AI as well. Um, for me, I think my calendar. If Mark, yeah. Mark, we can test. I'm over Google Calendar. Place. Am I right? Google yeah. Calendar. I use Google Calendar because it pops right in my face on my phone, even it. when I'm driving. Yeah. If I have my CarPlay on, it pops up. But I think my calendar is key because I'm all over the place. I love this. I should ask this. I should ask this question. This is uh, Do you guys use Alexa, a Google Home, or Apple? I think Apple is kind of like that sizzled away. I, their, their I personally use the Google Home. I use the Google Home. Alexa, yeah. I use both. I use. I, I like to understand the different world they, they both live in. So it's interesting. It's good. See, for me, I have like the Google Chromecast and all that other stuff. So it just kind of flows. Yeah, with all me. I'm pretty sure, Mark, you have the Echo. So it yeah. works for you as yeah. well. My kids, both, have, yeah. My, yeah, our kids have 
Yeah, we used to echo. That's yep. good. It's fun. It's fun. I, I like it. It's good stuff. Last question in the Fast Five. What's one habit or practice that you believe everybody would benefit from if they just started now? Get up early. Get up early. I'm cool, sorry, Mark. Mark. I had to take that. Get no, that's up fine. early. <laughs> Hit it, dude. It's all Go good. Ahead. Go, ahead. Go ahead, Mark. That's Fast Five. So what's yours? So this person needs to start taking action. A lot of people don't take action. And when you don't take action, that basically can stop your growth. Uh, getting up early in the morning time is great, but what are you going to do when you get up in the morning right. time? You have Take to absorb action. some sort of knowledge and then have action behind that knowledge. You know, it's a lot of times we don't pull the triggers necessarily when we're supposed to. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Actions are louder than words. It's truth. So this is the last question, guys. And so I'm going to give you guys both an opportunity to answer and I have a time machine. I didn't tell you guys. And I'm going to okay. take each one of you two back to 14-year-old Mark and 14-year-old Sam. We'll go on a trip. And we're going to visit little Mark and little Sam. Mark, what would you give an advice to 14-year-old Mark? Go balls to the wall with Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <he's> so bad. <laughs> back then would have been nice. Yes, sir. All right. There you go. Financial advice. Based in all Apple products. <laughs> yeah. Sam, what about yours? I would say venture younger, invest younger. You know, me, I think I started really working on my savings at like 23 years old. Like, honestly, a lot of the money that I was making, it was just in and out. I would have said start investing younger, positioning myself at a younger age. I saw the movie, The Flash. Me and my wife, we went out. and You saw that? It. Why not? How was it? It was, Which uh, one? It was Boom great, Beach? Great movie. What? The Flash. The Flash. Oh, the movie The Flash. Gotcha. Okay. Come, come. Oh, that's right. So, he goes back in time. That's yeah. right. Tell it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk you, to me. You, you do not want to go back in time because if you go back in time, you're going to mess up everything. You're going to right. mess up just a little slight fabric. He messed up everything. That's right. Go and see the movie. It's really good. You can't, you know, go back in time. Everything happens literally for the reasons why they actually happen. One of the things that I that I you know I live by is having a solid foundation and understanding the past in order to be effective more in your future. So like I don't dwell in the past or just yeah. literally do that. I just go forward and once you no have an understanding and a forgiven heart, you can be good. And I'll tell you the, the premise, and I don't think I share this with the audience yet. The reason why I asked the question. So I have a fourteen year old son. So I was like, okay, if I have my guests talk to themselves with a 14, they could talk to my 14-year-old as an advice. Because, you know, as, as a parent, they'll listen, but they won't listen every single word. Oh, you know? well, if, that, if yeah. that was the case, then I would talk to your 14-year-old son. I would say, uh, get a life insurance policy that basically <laughs> has the cash value at the end. <laughs> that works. <laughs> but I'm pretty value. sure you already know that. I mean, we all know that we, we have an understanding of infinite banking concept if you don't. But um, yeah. I mean, really invest in your education. One of the things, and you know what's going on right now, is uh, e-learning is basically on the rise. You can practically learn anything, anytime, anywhere. And that's basically, it's beneficial. You can ask AI anything you want. You can learn practically anything. So investing in your education is more powerful than a person giving you anything, any type of money. That's it, invest in your education. 
Well, guys, that's all the time we have. I really appreciate you both coordinating the time together with us here at the Gym Owners Growth Zone. And I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks. Dude, that was such a great episode. I love being a part of it. I really enjoyed what Mark and Sam said about challenging the traditional approach to treating sickness by advocating to pay to keep people healthy and having doctors prescribe going to a specific gym instead of a drugstore. By the way, what was your favorite takeaway from the episode? Go ahead and connect with me and share a message on Instagram at meetesco and I would love to hear your thoughts. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. And if you haven't done so already, please go ahead, subscribe and show your love on the platform you're currently listening on. And remember, leave a rating and review so we can improve the show with your feedback. It would also mean the world to us. By the way, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's the place where you're going to get this content plus more. We're sharing a lot of good stuff over there. As always, thank you so much for your encouragement. And I truly appreciate you listening to the podcast and helping us improve with your comments. And I'll be seeing you next time in the growth zone. Our show today was brought to you by our incredible team, starting with production from TSE Studios, music consulting by Tyler Schmeling, our lovely guest coordinator, Anna Ponce, and focus juice from our project coordinator, Mauricio Murillo, and myself, Andres Escobar, as the host. Thanks to ReviewBiz for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to get the most out of your review strategy, then go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try so you can get your first five reviews from your real members for only $1.